Welcome to Let's Connect. My name is Keith McPherson, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me for this next episode. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Maurice Thibodeau. Maurice Thibodeau is a creative genius, in my opinion. He's a life coach, an entrepreneur, and brings all of this together to truly help us all navigate the waters of life in so many areas, including your relationships, your career, how you're showing up in your character and your social life. Today we're going to speak with Maurice about what he's been up to, and uh, there's going to be a lot of tips on this episode. So sit back, relax, and let's connect. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I uh, hope this finds you well wherever you are on the planet. Today on the show, I'm going to be speaking with a dear friend of mine who I've known for several years now. Maurice Thibodeau uh, is a, a friend of mine that I met at his property by chance, and we'll explain more in our conversation. But a couple of pre-notes before we dig into that conversation with Maurice. Uh, one thing to know for sure is Maurice is one of the most creative-minded people I know. He is constantly coming up with ideas about how to serve the world in a better way. Um, he's a, a coach. He serves as a coach in the world. He also is the creator of an amazing program that he's put together all about assessing your life and looking at all the different areas and really getting clear about how you're showing up in the world. In addition to that, Maurice and I and his wife Tracy collaborated uh, a few years ago on a project called the IM Festival. And um, the idea was born in a canoe <laughs> on their property. They have this beautiful pond. They live uh, on, I believe it's 40 acres of land. And it's just north of Winnipeg where I live. We were up there on their property dreaming and came up with the idea of hosting a wellness festival every summer. So for the last, I believe it's four summers in a row now, there's been a wellness property or a wellness festival happening on their property where they bring together um, musicians, yoga instructors, uh, presenters in different areas of wellness, along with the community at large. And um, together during the weekend, we immerse ourselves in this beautiful nature and speak about mind, body, spirit, and what, it's, what it means to truly live from this place of wellness. Um, in addition to that, Maurice and his wife Tracy also do a lot of work uh, with relationship coaching and couples. He has so much to share on this topic, so today on the show we're going to get some tips about how to keep the spark alive in your relationships and how to truly uh, work with whoever your partner is, um, on just living your best life in that way. So this is going to be a very broad conversation. I find when you're speaking with creative types like Maurice, uh, it's not stagnant. There's so much to be shared and so many ideas coming through. It's a direct connection to spirit. So um, with that in mind, I really am excited to share our conversation with you. And uh, without further ado, here's Maurice Thibodeau. All right, well, joining me here in the basement in Winnipeg, this is great to have you here. Maurice Thibodeau is uh, on the podcast, joining me live. Uh, we've been, as I was saying, friends for a number of years now and have done a lot of creative work together. It's we've, awesome having you here. We've been through some stuff. We sure have, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, Maurice, um, for those that are listening that aren't familiar with you and uh, your work as a coach and an entrepreneur and a creative in the world, do you want to tell us a little bit just about yourself and um, 
Yeah, what you what you're up to? Wow. Well, uh, sometimes that is a bigger question than like my mind can even handle. But <laughs> um, you know, the big projects on on the go right now are uh, we are launching and running a couples weekend called Loving on Purpose to bring some of what we've learned in relationships to the world in a bigger and more collective way. We've got the I Am Festival, which is coming up, um, as you are well aware. Yeah, that's the thing we started together at the yep. t- back in the day. So we just finished the presenters for that, and that's coming up come August. So that's really, really exciting. I'm also uh, working with, I'm just so blessed to have amazing people um, and connections in our lives. So working with Dr. Doug Tataran in, in coaching. We've put together a coaching package that is having just tremendous results for the people that are that are working with it wow so those would be the probably the big most excited the the big three right now the most exciting things that i'm doing you have a lot happening in your life and um just hearing you speak and being with you i mean i've always appreciated your creativity and your ability to just out of nowhere come up with these ideas to just make the world a better place and align all this creativity with your values um, if we go into your backstory, like take me back to when you were a kid. Did you have any concept that you would be doing this type of work as a creative and a coach in the world? No. Uh, <laughs> really? No, not at all. Like I, I, as a kid, I was always passionate about business. And and I guess I was creating but didn't know I was creating. When I look back now, I'm like, oh, like when I look at my timeline, I'm like, oh, yeah, when I did the school newspaper. I like created a legit school newspaper. Wow. It was just something cool to do. I was the social convener and I was thinking about that. It's like my spirit weeks were insane. I put on these like... (laughs) At school? Yeah. Like these rad video, video dance parties and I was creating, but I didn't really have a concept. It was just like these things would pop in my mind and I'm like, I can do that. And I would go ahead and do it. And if something got in my way, I got... I got told I couldn't play on the on the varsity volleyball team um, because I was too young. And I was just like, that's not fair. Like, I, like, well, what am I supposed to do? So I talked to the principal, and he's like, yeah, you can have your own team if you want. <laughs> so I wow. created my own team, and another bunch of guys got together, and I pseudo-coached it the best to my ability, and we had a team. That is amazing. I love that. Like, there's resilience in that where you just would not back down. You're like... No matter what, you just got creative and there was always a solution, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Who were like some of your early influences to get you into that mindset of creativity and just like going for it anyways, no matter what? Anyone come to mind? Automatically, my dad. Um, he's, um, as an entrepreneur and as a, as a person in the world, like that didn't grow up with uh, a grand education or a key like a key to life in any means um yeah he lost his parents really really young i never knew my grandparents um he is just so scrappy like he's just like <laughs> i love that word scrappy like like there's no like oh of course we can figure that out and i grew up watching him do these like wild things like not but like what like there was no like he would move a building and put it beside another building. <laughs> to me, I was just like, whoa. Like, wow. There was no stopping him. Yeah. And I feel the same about you. I feel like your vision is just like so laser focused in the sense that you just like, 
there's not really, I don't know, but I get the sense that you don't really take no for an answer. Like there's always another way. Does that resonate with you? It, it, it does. Yeah. Like the, the being able to see something and the possibility of it coming true to me is, uh, it's within our power. It's yeah. like, like if you can, like from your book, you know, if you can imagine it. Yeah. Right. If you can dream it, um, you use, you use a really nice, uh, I imagine. Yeah. The I am yeah. principle of just, yeah. I am, and this is happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, I want to, okay. There's so many questions I have for you cause it's just, it's so expansive when we spend time together. Um, maybe we could just, for the listeners, give them a little bit of insight about the I am festival in our meeting, because that was mm-hmm. for me, I just remember that being such a powerful time mm-hmm. because I was introduced to you through a mutual friend, mm-hmm. one of my best friends, Mark Reeves, who mm-hmm. was playing a, a concert. He's a musician. He was playing a concert at your house. Yep. And he called me the day of and said, you've got to come out to this place in the middle of Manitoba, Mm -hmm. Canada, Mm -hmm. to meet Maurice and Tracy and see their property. Mm -hmm. And I remember driving out to your place. And those of you listening, Maurice lives literally in the middle of nowhere in a sense. It's this wide open, beautiful space in the prairies of Canada. And I remember arriving there and Mark was playing and you guys were there. And the energy of your property was just like so creative, expansive, beautiful. And we hit it off. And so I came back because I, ca- I couldn't stay away at the time. Mm-hmm. And we were chatting. And um, will you tell me more of that? We, I remember we were sitting on a canoe or in mm-hmm. a canoe on the pond in your property, mm-hmm. talking about the idea of the land you're living on and what we could be doing. I, <laughs> and then this festival emerged. Yes, it, it probably came from sharing dreams, right? Like that's the first time you're in, in my house you and I connected on this life stuff, right? You were just doing life book. Right. And uh, I was very passionate. I've always been passionate about making the right decisions in my life, whatever that meant in all the categories. And uh, I, from what I remember and, and what would be a natural transition to like, what are we going to do is when we moved on the property, it was always had an intention to do something on it. I envisioned it being probably leadership related. I envisioned it being corporate retreats, which funny enough, that's actually just coming into framework now. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, But the, the, the dream that I would have shared probably would have been along those lines. And then I remember you, just resonating with what's needed in the world. Yeah. And then that just, right, we got talking about what's really the wellness, the beautiful wellness community that we have in Manitoba. It's it's actually insane, the talent and the spiritual power that we have in this city and in this province. Yeah. Like we, like we are an epicenter of sorts that I think could be stacked up with the places we think of as magical in the world, right? Like it's actually true. Isn't you it? knew that. I didn't know that. Um, and I've been, you know, blessed through putting on this this event. It's like, whoa! Like these people are not like are experts in their field, and they've studied it forever, and they're getting flowing to the places that we think as mystical. You know? Yeah. Like those are the people that come to the festival, and those are. That's the type of community and creative um, spirit that we have in the province. It's it's amazing. It is. And, and for those of you that aren't aware of it, it's the I Am Festival. And 
it was just sparked by an idea in a canoe. But we bring presenters, wellness presenters, from all over the place, um, primarily from Manitoba, though, to present in fields of wellness. And there's music, and there's yoga, and there's creativity. And it's like the epitome of Maurice Thibodeau, actually. You have so much of that yourself. Wow. Can, can I, Very uh, cool. L- let me tell you a good story about it not just being local. So two years ago, we had Kelly Johnson come from Hawaii. She's right. a practitioner from Hawaii. She just had an amazing experience. Didn't come last year. This year, she she called, uh, and she's like, you know what? I'm going to come, and it's going to be a girl's trip. <laughs> so she's coming with her with her daughter and one of her best friends from Washington. Wow. All the way from Hawaii. Um, uh, again, just to contribute to the community. Just, like She knows how special it is. It's amazing, the synergies. And I, I found over the years of, of just watching this festival emerge, and I'm no longer you know, part of the full-on organizing. I have a lot of respect for the fact that you guys are doing that because it takes a lot of work. Um, but over the years, I've just been so blown away by the synergies and the connections from people that show up there during that weekend mm-hmm. and also just how you know we set an initial vision but then kind of stepped back and allowed it to f- to flow and emerge mm-hmm. and I get this sense watching you in action that part of the creative process is that is like allowing things to evolve and connect without forcing yes that's that's very much a uh, the, the first thing that happens in the in the process is I actually have a call with every presenter that's applied yeah and it's not okay here's your workshop it's like what are you feeling the world needs and then we give a sense of what's going to happen and then the creativity that comes from that is really spectacular yeah i'm just thinking about uh, on a personal level for you i mean a creative mind like yourself it's so expansive and there's so much going on how do you um navigate the waters of life having all these ideas coming through and then, you know, you have a family, you have kids, you have a wife. How how do you find the balance in that? Mm. How does that work? And I'd love for you to give any advice <laughs> on what's been working because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people listening that are probably struggling with work-life balance. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's fair. And that's, it's, that is a thing that I'm continuously challenged with and I don't, I don't feel that there's a golden answer. Mm-hmm. However, if I were to, uh, if I were to break it down, it's one, it's, it's, it's awareness. So being aware of the things that come through and honoring them, let, let them come through. Uh, and then next is organization. <laughs> so I, I've actually developed um, a pretty extensive way to look at life in all the different categories because this is something that I've been afflicted with and not wanting to make the wrong decisions and wanting to like figure out how do I balance and how do I steer these things. So I, 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 I've created basically a life mapping tool. Mm. I, I call it Leah, the life inventory assessment. And it's something that uh, Tracy and I go through every year, my, my beautiful wife, Tracy. And it's something that I've started to now use within my coaching where I just realized, wow, this thing really has purpose in providing perspective. And that's one of the tools that I've used, not only to like gain the boom, like the, I would like to have all this stuff going on, I need some perspective, but it's also given me 
almost like a values guidance. Mm. Uh, I've noticed things that have shifted from year over year. And typically when I notice a shift, something major changes in my life, like major. Really? Yes. So I, you just took me through this. Uh, Leah yes. tool before we came on the pod, we're here on the podcast, and yeah, for those of you listening, the, this Leah tool is quite profound. What you're developing and what you've been using for your own life, um, it's basically a tool. If I could describe my experience of it, Please. it's it's like looking at every area of your life in a deep way. Um, in the coaching world, we call it the wheel of life, mm-hmm. where you're looking at everything from your health and fitness to your relationships to how am I showing up in my career, my social life, mm-hmm. spirituality? It goes on and on. Your friends, your family, and you're, from what I experienced in the tool that you've developed, you're looking at that and rating everything from your fulfillment level to uh, how much time you're allocating to how you're emotionally feeling about that area um, and how you prior- prioritize it. <laughs> Is that the word? Prioritize it um, compared to the others. And, and then it gives you this great output on the back end looking at, you know, where are you in flow in your life and where are the problem areas or risk areas that you need to take action towards. That's and right. I just found this amazing. I like that you've been developing this. How how long have you been working on this project? Or are you bringing this into your own life and then developing it? it? it it's been 15 years. Wow. Yeah. That's And how did you get the idea to do this? Was it per, a personal thing? Or? <laughs> uh, I was I was the kid in high school that was printing off his own agenda because the school agenda didn't give me what I need. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? Like, I would have like quotes and like super, super nerdy. Um, awesome. So like when I got, as I got older and continued to gravitate towards different materials that were out there, I usually end up finding them incomplete or my creative mind just wants to, you know, change it. Uh, so that's how I got started with, and as life got busier and busier, I needed it. I, I wanted to make sense of things. Mm. So it was really a very selfish approach to how do I organize what's going on in my head in a way that makes sense to me, in a way that I can communicate it to myself, my own busy mind, Yeah. in a way that I can now, and, and what I found was when I could name it, then I can like, basically I can come in as the observer and I can say, okay, that's what that thing is. And is that where it belongs? How am I showing up? How capable am I at fulfilling that vision in my life? And as I name these things, I can put action towards them. Wow. That's amazing. So in the process of doing that for somebody that wants to look at themselves, I mean, the, the Leah tool from what I understand is is on its way to market. It's, is it is it available, or is it something that you could give us even a sense of how to start in looking yeah. at all these areas of our sure. life? Sure. I, okay. I, 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 like the vision that I have for it, it's likely going to be a multi-year vision yeah. in terms of can this be created in a way that it's just available online, that the questions are so intuitive that someone could just answer them and the answers will be completely valid and it will get people what they need yeah um it's not there yet um but i can tell you like the level of um meticulousness yeah that uh that we're working on it uh with with people that are just as passionate and interested and intrigued by dissecting this thing of life it's really exciting where it's going and the creative energies that are getting built around it 
um, how I use it today and now that I'm in the coaching world is it's actually the first thing that we use as part of our coaching package. Mm. And if someone wanted to just like, hey, I heard about this tool and in an hour, I can spend an hour with somebody. We can do the coaching assessment and there is enough there to give a map of to validate probably what they already know but don't have a way of naming it. Wow. Um, so that's a process that I am would be thrilled and honored to work with anybody. Wow, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, you got to check out Maurice's work as a coach as well and then um, try out this Leah tool. I've really loved it. It's very informing and it's very accurate about where life is at. Um, I'm just curious if you have any stories from... Uh, obviously confidential, you're not going to share names and stuff, but any stories or outcomes from people looking at their life in this more holistic way and getting clear? Mm. Any like kind of highlighted moments so far as you've been Mm -hmm. sharing this tool with others Mm -hmm. in your practice? Three come to mind, so I'll see how quickly I can throw them. So (laughs) uh, first is personal story. I mentioned I notice if there's there's a big shift. Uh, Two years ago, Um, One of the parts of the exercise is you prioritize uh, all these really, really important elements of your life. And for the the most part, because I've been doing this for many years, it had been the same. Like, you know, give or take like one or two positions, but my priorities in life were relatively the same. Um, and then two years ago, what, what were they? Can I, do you mind sharing? Yeah. My, my top ones would have been, um, so, uh, love yep. my, my, my love life with my wife, mm-hmm. my career, yep. uh, and my family. Those, those were top three consistently. Uh, and, uh, two years ago, uh, one of the ones that was at the bottom there's one called uh, community contribution or social conscience. Mm. And I was, it's not that I didn't care about the world. It was just like I didn't feel like I had space for it. Uh, look at me. I'm justifying my own answers because I felt I was doing it. the same I thing know, right? as I took yeah, this. So yes. I get it. Yeah. Um, that's why you do it without judgment. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was actually as a result of family count. Um, so this was actually three years ago uh, at the tail end of it. Um, Family Camp, just for those listening, was a uh, spinoff of the IM Festival, and it was mm-hmm. a festival weekend for families. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to clarify. Yeah, thank you. So you're at the end of Family Camp. <laughs> yeah, and kind of coming out of the fog of that summer, and I did this, and I was just, I just saw a shift. Like, well, it just came up because when you do this thing, you ask yourself these questions, you check exactly how you're feeling about it, and and this this community one came. Uh, close to the top. It became one of my top five. Wow. And then the other one that switched relatively in the same year is my, the one is called creative and intellectual contribution. And I think I've gotten more intimately uh, like to understand each of these categories as I've used it. And that all of a sudden became more important than my work and my career. And what I realized and what ended up ended up being a huge shift. I quit my corporate job is I was not getting the fulfillment of my creative and intellectual abilities from work anymore. Wow. And I hadn't been for a little while and it was showing up in, in, in the way I was in the world, but I couldn't name it. And then as both of these shifted, I'm like, Oh, this was always like a mid grade like my creative was a mid priority 
because it was mostly getting met. The stuff I was doing at work totally was using my and giving me room to use my creative abilities and putting together deals and working with the different teams. Uh, that as that started to not be able to enact in the world, I wasn't able to put mm. it and manifest it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the company was very different. It started when it was 26 people. It's 460 people now. Wow. So things get done differently. And for a creative, at least the way it went down for me, I, I just like it, I was dying that yeah. part, w- and then yeah. I realized my fulfillment was going down. So that was a big shift. So for me, one of the ways this tool has helped to serve me is being able to name the things that are already happening. But often in life, we just feel anxious about it, or we start to shut down in ways, and we blame, or we right like it, it can be really, really destructive. Yeah. So the gift that this has given me has been clarity. And with clarity comes confidence to make really hard decisions, no. really hard decisions. No kidding. Can we just, I, I wanted to sure. just go down a path here on this okay. piece. And I know there was other stories okay. from this tool, but this part about leaving your corporate job mm-hmm. and having the courage to do that mm-hmm. based on this tool that's given you the clarity. I mean, this is big stuff, I, I would suspect, in the moment to make these tough decisions. What got you through that? How did you get the courage to walk in and say, this is no longer fulfilling me. I like, I'm moving on because, oh man, so many of us play small and stay stuck. Right. But mm-hmm. you are somebody that really followed your truth. Yes. The, I have to give so much credence to the, the community, um, uh, around me. I, I was inspired, and Keith, you were one of the people. I remember calling you that day, actually. I remember that call. <laughs> I, I, I called you that yeah. day. Um, when and, and as part of a result of the I Am Festival uh, and people that I've met that are living in congruence and at least high pursuit of that congruence with their mind, body, spirit, with their soul's purpose, uh, you know, as a guy that grew up in the business world, um, some of that feels a little bit woo-woo. Mm-hmm. As I get more and more exposed to it, and as somebody that's kind of scientifically been breaking apart my life so I can live in alignment, my my congruence with my uh, creative path, I'll say, and my purpose path, when that wasn't being met, because of the people I had met and the inspirations I had had, I was now able to point and say, ah, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. So I, I, that one is the having an inspiring uh, community of people around me. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Uh, and so many people aren't blessed to have that. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's, a, that's a tragedy. Two, partly attached to that, but I paying attention to my body. Um, for the first time in my life, well, uh, in, in my job, I was feeling like true anxiety. I'd heard it described before. I'd felt stress, like major stress from major projects, but not, this was way different. Yeah. And when I go through what was happening, I'm like, there's something way out of alignment in here. I better pay attention. Wow. So the tools uh, helped provide guidance and perspective. But really, they are just tools for guidance, perspective, and mindfulness to what's already going on. And what you already know. What you already know. Yeah. Right? It's just another thing to open your eyes 
and I think more um, a better descriptor to open your heart to what's going on and uh, the courage to step through it. Oh man, uh, you know, I, it's my uh, that's that's my stubborn dad in me too. <laughs> really, for sure, right? You just go for it's it. It's gonna work Resilience. out. You know, we got this. It's not without. It's most many. Oh, I'm, I'm reflecting. There's been a few major decisions I've made that have probably from the outside looked very uh, not thought out or crass. Or I don't know what the like. Yeah, calculated properly. Not, not yeah. calculated. Like what the heck, right? And, yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, I am a very calculated, very like evaluation is one of my top skills. That's I can look and have a coaching session with somebody or a meeting with a business, and within an hour, boom, I'll be able to pull out insights, see things that they're maybe not seeing. And feed that back in a way that's like, so I, I evaluate things very fast. It's just part of my being. Um, I've made some major decisions without having a full evaluation palette or a, a, a map of how it's going to work out. Wow. Despite Where, all the fact that you yes. are so calculated, you can be. That's I've had, amazing. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've had to rely more on faith sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's, it's, it's within the foundation of I've thought of the worst case mm. uh, and I've thought of the big picture enough. That's where my, like that's, well, that's one of my highest uh, strengths and profiles is visioning that I'm, I'm usually very comfortable with the big decisions knowing that um, between Tracy and I will be able to figure out where it fits. Wow. That's amazing. I always have looked up to your ability to take risks and just go for what you know to be true and trust that the pieces will fall into place. It's just, it's a really authentic and amazing, courageous quality to you. And it just hearing you speak about it in this way too, reminds me, and I'm hoping the listeners here too, that uh, we do need to listen to our, our hearts, our intuition, uh, the signs around us that are showing up so that we can uh, be living life on purpose as opposed to hanging out in what appears to be safe, but it's actually not really that safe. It's, it's It can be mediocrity. It can be unfulfillment. And I love that in your coaching work and in this tool you're developing and everything you're doing, you're you're living what you're, you're teaching as well. Um, I Speaking about Tracy and uh, that part of things, I would love to hear a little bit more perspective around relationships too. Another aspect that I know you as is, um, is you do a lot of work in coaching couples and helping love relationships and that, that whole relationship side um, come into more harmony and coherence and just being the best couples they can be. I mean, that's, that is challenging for a lot of people in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the divorce rate is through the roof these days. Mm-hmm. Um, people have a hard time staying together. Mm-hmm. Can you speak a little bit about your experience in that and um, just some of what you've learned in being in a relationship and the work you do in that field? Yeah, for sure. Cool. The What have I learned? I mean, Tracy and I, uh, it's, uh, I, 
I describe so much of how I've come to be as it's a selfish approach. Um, when when we got together and as our relationship, the reality of our relationship started to get more and more serious, yeah. you know, two, three, four years in, uh, and the pressure of a decision started to come to me on, is this the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with? I tend to like like my options. So this is an option <laughs> that is closing. Don't fence me in. <laughs> very um, creative type. You know, and, and and we're two very different people. And we, we met at the uh, two years into university. So at a very busy time in life. And um, I wanted to make sure I was going to make the right decision. Hmm. Um, having a family, having kids was one of the things that I just knew I wanted and like that was just a foundational part of my life and finding the partner to do and grow that life with what like a selfish perspective of I want a great life and that's okay and let's let's so when I was going through that uh similar to how this tool came to to live I broke it down (laughs) he said I was eval like I was the kid doing an agenda in high school so i i literally made a wheel oh my gosh i can't believe <laughs> i'm saying this i gave myself a deadline to make a decision um when wow. we were four years in and i'm like i, I gotta decide what what's happening here it's uh, <laughs> and i ended up making a wheel of all the things that i wanted um in a partner in life and 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 i looked and i said how congruent are these things i went through that Wow. And I'm glad I did. Um, and uh, actually not paying attention to the clock within a month of me setting this kind of deadline, because I set big things and I'm not necessarily a big detail person. Within a month of that deadline, I popped the question and asked Tracy to marry me. And I was now somewhere like 14, 13 years ago. Um, wow. What... I learned through like the very beginning process of making this big, big decision and then us coming into to it together, I, I, I wanted to apply the same principles that I had been learning in business and in how to live my life towards our relationship. I just looked at this relationship as a, as a pinnacle part of how I'm going to live. Hmm. And the way to do that with intention or the way I was just doing it, the way to not fail for me was to bring all the tools that I had learned in business and start applying them to our relationship. Oh, interesting. Doesn't sound romantic. Right. It seems kind of transactional in a way. It does. T- say more. I got to hear more about this. It does. Does, does it work? It, it, it totally. For you? It totally works. And I mean, I, I, we can use different language, but really, that's what—that's how—that's the origin story. I was like, "Give me an example." So just here's, here's an example, like beautiful books like "Built to Last" or "Good to Great." Yeah, they talk about companies that are going to last longer than a hundred years, and they've researched these companies. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the staples? It's like having very, very clear values, clear and shared values. That, that everybody that joins the company, they either self-select out or they come into the mold of those values to help it grow. Wow. Having a very, very clear vision huh. of, of what is the purpose, a clear shared vision to go on within, like, why do we exist? And, and there are certain elements that are in a good, inspiring vision. Well... When I think about a relationship, why wouldn't those same things apply? Why wouldn't we spend at least the same, like, similar amounts of energy uh, 
in meticulousness as if we were building a company. You ask anybody today if they were to build a company, if they're an entrepreneur or not, one, that's a really scary idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people, it's exciting. And if they're going to do it, they're going to like, they're going to put everything in it. Yeah. Right. They're going to think about their customers. They're going to think about their values. They're going to think about how they're going to serve their, their customers, their customer service. They're going to think about Completely. all these things. Right. And they're not just going to think about it once. They're going to think about it every day. Yeah, every second of the day, probably. They're going to review it every quarter. Yeah. And as the business gets bigger, more people get involved. And like it becomes this thing that you have to continuously invest in to succeed. Yet you parallel that to our relationships. One of the biggest decisions and then one of the biggest impacting relationships of our lives is going to be with our, our, love, our, our partner. And then does anybody like I know people do this and that's what we we promote. It's like, why not like figure out what your values are? And we start with what are your values? So, Keith, what are your values? Mm. What are your partner's values? And then share them. Now you've got a template to talk about what you really, really value in life. So what happens when a couple does that and then they realize, oh, my gosh, like we don't have similar values. Mm -hmm. Like you're way over in left field compared to where I am. What happens then? That 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 doesn't that doesn't automatically be like oh let's jump out of the plane. Um, <laughs> we actually had the other story that I was going to tell I, that happened with a couple who went through. Um, we do a values, and we have both couples go through Leah, hmm. and they went through Leah, and what they found is the one uh, person's top category, his top priority, what he like gets fulfillment of and loves, was intellectual and creative capacity that was Mm. his number one thing that was her bottom oh wow and her her top which um i think it was social and relationships was one of his bottom they were like polar opposites in this thing and what that allowed allowed like they both looked and they knew because like he'll get like talking and, and interested in every little detail of everything she's just bored uh. And she'll want to go out and socialize where he wants to go learn about rockets, right? Like, <laughs> and, and this right. perpetually happens in their relationship. Um, they took this and they're like, oh, so when you can name your incongruencies, now you can put it on the table as a team. And if you have a shared purpose of building a life together, a shared inspiring purpose, and it's more than building a life together, you get really specific on that. What does that mean? And if they're both like moving to that direction now, just like if they are, were partners in a business in this beautiful business of life that they're building mm. now that they can look at this incongruency in their business equation and say, how are we going to deal with this? Well, so hang on. So then you're talking about purpose. That's going to be different than these values. Yes. So how do you, how do they come up with a purpose? That's like, very similar to how, how you would as an individual. So this this all applies as an individual track first. It's like, what are we about? Well, yes. What? So individually, you got to ask, what am I about? First, yes. Always first, yes. And then you come together and see how that will synergize into yes. what are we about. Yes. And it's sharing each other's right individual purposes. Right. And then coming together with support. And then and then what's our purpose? Why are we together? Wow. Why That's are we doing powerful. this? powerful. Is there any particular way that you go about doing that? Like, uh, 
with your partner? I guess you, how do you come up with that? We've we've got, uh, and again, taken from both personal development and what we've learned through business. Yeah. We've got a workbook that basically, at, like, it gives you the questions. Oh, amazing. So it's it's a template and a process to do the work. Yeah. All the answers are with you are within you. So how do we get our hands on the workbook? <laughs> I'm, come I'm to mission loving, to do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a couple of ways. Honestly, come to what you got a, a yeah, workshop coming yes, up. Yes, we have a workshop coming up at the uh, at the end of. Um, it's called Loving on Purpose uh, at the very end of April, April thirtieth to to May. So we're doing and this. we are in the year two thousand and nineteen. Right Thank now. you. <laughs> in Gimli, Manitoba. And we are, we will be doing the full weekend experience, which is there's something magical about a weekend, by the way, as well. Yeah. Um, getting out of the house and out of your element and giving yourself time and space to go through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So what Tracy and I do. So it's not just a how much like it's not just a time picked from nothing. Tracy and I know that we need the entire weekend because Saturday mid afternoon we might still be in conflict. <laughs> Because ah. sometimes conflict arises. Sure. And you want time to process that and come back to why you're there, uh, find solutions, strategies, and then get through it. Wow. Um, so that's one way. Another way, honestly, we have the book, and I've shared it with different people. One of the things I've learned with that is it's almost irresponsible to share it without a conversation, without knowing that. A couple, depending on their dynamic and their background, has the base skills to get through it together. Mm. So it's not something that we're holding tight to our chest. That makes sense, though, to make sure you can navigate the waters of it together. Yeah. So that's another way. And then another way would just be like we both of I, uh, both Trace and I are passionate about creating amazing love relationships. With that, you create strong families, strong kids. We can't think of a higher service to give to our world and our community. So we, although I wouldn't name it as the the number one thing, like as my, my target. Yeah. Um, but the number one thing, meaning like where you're going to focus or yes. Yeah. Like, like I, uh, with my business background and coaching, like my number one kind of the person that I'm going to be able to help the most will likely be in some kind of business or entrepreneurial setting. Yes. That would be my... Like, Your main focus. My main focus. Yeah. But, but what you're speaking about with relationships is so crucial. And yes, I just admire that you add this into your creative work because it's so powerful. And at the end of the podcast, we'll, we'll give people an opportunity to... Um, we'll give all your info so people yeah, can... Sure can connect with you because it's man this is really important i just back to the the relationship piece just a (laughs) couple more things here so you create a purpose together Mm -hmm. and then you start looking at your values and even if the opposites are there you find ways to integrate them into this shared purpose that's right right um and so with all of that being said then how do you uh actually take that and start putting it into action so that you're you're going from, you know, I've got this on paper. It's a nice idea. We've had the conversations. How do you integrate that with all the other busyness going on in your life? Yes, and that's always a constant challenge. Yeah. The first and foremost, just doing that, mm-hmm. just doing that work and bringing it to the forefront of your mind. If nothing else happens, like this isn't the, this isn't the ideal path, but if nothing else happens, you've built a foundation to come back to 
So I'll tell you in practicality, a lot of people will go through it and some might integrate it in a routine like format, like we'll, we'll recommend. Yeah. A lot of people will go back and get to the busyness of life. But now when the busyness of life and your incongruence causes so much chaos and so much tension that you're starting to destruct, you've got something to go back to, to be like, whoa, what's happening? And because you've gone through this, you can actually point to something. Oh, okay. You know what? This is triggering our perpetual difference Uh, between this and that. Amazing. So now you can like get on the same side of the table again. Right. And be like, okay, what's happening here? And get back into alignment. Right. It's like. So here's a question on this. So coming from that approach of thinking about your relationship like a business and it's all structured, I love it on a very logistical, practical level. How do you keep the spark alive as well? Mm. And spark, I mean, how do you keep that passion alive if it's all kind of just talking about the linear way of being functioning? Yes. Structurally. Part of the, uh, like, we have some very real questions on there to actually even talk about the spark. Oh, like, cool. Like, the, the, there is, how are we doing in the bedroom? Yeah. As an example. I was going to say. Like, that is in there. That's yeah. a really important part of intimacy and how you're going to grow together. And sometimes it just becomes the last thing. Right. Uh, so we, we'll talk about the things that are involved in spark. And then it also brings, um, so I, I guess the spark might be like, well, it, it might sound like too forced. Sure. This is actually not trying to force anything. It's bringing intention to what you've decided is important. Right. And if passion or playfulness or sex or spark is important, it's just bringing that to attention. So it's got a a, a space to breathe and live and to invest in. And that might be like the logistics part of it that you need because we live in this really, really busy life. Mm-hmm. Now that you've gotten the logistics might, part might, might be, okay, we're going to go on a date every month or every week or every quarter. We're going to go and like, we're going to disappear, like mm. literally disappear. And we're going to do something wild. And that could be it. What happens if a partner says, you know, I, I want more sex or I want more passion. And the other partner's like, well, that's just not in my, that's not a priority. That's right. Like, what do you do then? Then it bridges the conversation because that absolutely will happen. And in the prioritizations, uh, you're going to be talking about whether or not you're fulfilled or not. Right. And what you need for that. So now that you've named it, instead of it being something that's probably in the past has maybe been buried Mm-hmm. where you weren't talking about it. It wasn't in a safe place to be able to say, this is what I need mm-hmm. um, because that might make someone else feel like, oh, I'm not giving you, so it's my fault. Instead, it's like, this is really important to me. I accept that it's not as important to you, but because it's important to me and we've like assuming that this is where the shared purpose comes in, we have a shared purpose of helping each other get the most fulfillment out of life. Oh, wow. So it comes back to that purpose. Right? And then yeah. it's like, assuming that we're still on that page and that you care enough about that, Yeah. how can we help like this come up for me? Well, now you've created as an issue on the table, not an issue with your partner. Sure. Not a, not not a something that, that someone has to be ashamed of for wanting it either. It's an issue on the table. And you guys can be like, okay, well... 
I'm never like some cosmos. I've totally seen this, um, where it's the one the one person is never ever going to have that as as the same level of priority. Sure. However, to say that that person can't do things to trigger um, a, a feeling of more sexuality or more sensuality or more there's many many things that they can do. Yeah. And if they love their partner enough to maybe prioritize some of that, yeah. Um it can start to move towards at least a balance. Maybe it's never a maybe that's something that will never be a 10 in the relationship. Wow. That can be okay. Yeah. But rather it be a 2, you know, where exactly. that person's really getting drugged down by it. If that gets like known in a place that's not blame related, it's just like, hey, this is important to me as a being in a, in a like this is part of my chemical makeup. Yeah. Now it's out there and you can work towards it. Some of the other reality, and you mentioned this, is you might bring up things that there is so much incongruence that maybe actually through the process you discover in a really healthy way that you're not meant to be be together. Yeah, that was another question I had at that point and if that happens um uh, uh, this gives a path to work on it you have a commitment right and to commit to making it work first to yeah gives you the tools to bring it together and then if you look at it and decide that you're not compatible there's too much incongruence Mm -hmm. wow how how much more healthy and mature can that be when you guys when you guys decide to go separate ways in celebration of your differences yes rather than in blame or rather than in that right yeah it gives a process to discover that what a beautiful practice i wish every single couple if they're going to get married got to do this first this is like marriage prep for the the new millennium (laughs) i did it out of necessity i'm making sure i didn't make the wrong decision i just think that's beautiful and i really love how you take everything in your own life and uh and then turn it into these creative ideas and then serve. It's just so spirit-filled that way. And, um, man, I, there's so much I want to chat with you about. And we're running towards the end of the podcast. Sure. Um, but since we're on the topic of relationship, and I really feel an aliveness as we're talking about it today, um, it's an area that I just really love the work that you and Tracy do. Thank you. Um, why be in relationship? Ah. Uh, that that's going to be a different answer for every individual. And that's, for you, oh, I want I want to hear your why oh. be in relationship in your view or your heart. Uh, ooh, for me, from the beginning, it was part of wow. So I always knew I wanted a family before I even like understood what I wanted from a relationship. Mm. So I would first answer like. It was part of the equation for me living and having the life that I envisioned for myself. Right. So part of it was kids first. Um, interestingly enough, Tracy didn't want kids when we first got together. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, but that came out because I was pretty clear in my values. And before we moved down the next steps, like it was something that we, um, uh, that we thought about. Um, as... As I evolved uh, and today, why relationship? While I got asked a question the other day of what, how do I keep it together? And uh, my first answer was the support of my best friend, Mm. which is my wife. Like to have 
deep personal connection with somebody that I can grow and and live and and have these amazing life experiences with. Yeah. It's it's, it's so much more for fulfilling for me to have that be connected. Yeah. Um wow. and uh yeah, like when I think of doing things there's very seldom a picture where I don't want her with me unless I uh, unless I'm alone because right. I'm an introvert and I like to do many things on my own but otherwise it's like no I want her with me oh, it's I love more it. fulfilling so that's I guess the more evolved purpose of, of <laughs> your your wife Tracy will be smiling as she listens to the end of this podcast <laughs> going oh he's such a wonderful man he wants to be with me <laughs> I love it <laughs> Wow. I uh, could just go on and on. I Hopefully you'll come back and chat some more on I'd another episode. This is fun. I it's love so, chatting with you. So great. I uh, So we're going to give the big reveal now where people can get more information about you, the work you're doing in all these different creative modes. Mm-hmm. Um, where's the best place to find out about the launch of Leah, life assessment inventory, yes. uh, your coaching work, yes. relationship coaching, all of this. Where can we find you? So the container for that... Yep. My new container for that is IlluminationExperiences.com. Okay. So IlluminationExperiences.com. Perfect. And those of you that were curious about the IM Festival, no matter where you are in the world, yes, we highly recommend if it's the year 2019 you're listening to this, to get yourself to uh, Manitoba, Toulon, Manitoba, just mm. north of Winnipeg, the Middle Winnipeg Jets. Middle of nowhere. Yeah. Where everything is possible. <laughs> exactly. Get on a plane. Come check it out. It's in August, I believe. And uh, the festival site is iamfestival.net. That's right. And um, you, you'll just meet some incredible people, including mm-hmm. yourself, Maurice, who will be there. Um, thank you so much for spending this time with me and uh, everyone listening. I, I know there's just been a lot of deep, meaningful, rich conversation here. And I just love how we jumped like a creative all over, but (laughs) it all kind of is connected to this place of creativity Mm -hmm. and uh, spirit. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Lots of love for you, Keith. Love on to you too, man. All right. All right. Well, that concludes another episode of Let's Connect. I hope you enjoyed the wisdom that came out from Maurice, especially around how to bring spark into your relationship. That really resonated for me today. Um, I really look forward to you joining me on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Have a wonderful week, everyone. We'll see you next time.